Welcome to the family with Dave Schrader, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, co host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Reverend Tim Christopher. There Our very go. special guest, Reverend Tim Christopher. Look how smoothly that yeah, went. No, we did it. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it works for me. We'll be right back. This is going to be one hell of an hour, ladies and gentlemen, so stay tuned. Do you stay tuned on podcasts, or is yes. that just radio? No, well, I mean, technically, you're not tuning to a podcast, but no, you're you don't not, tune to TV anymore either. No, you don't tune in TV anymore. No. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're 100% right. Stay downloaded. Yeah. Yeah. Stay downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> Continue listening to the MP3, please. Come on, Andy. I like it. The we'll be here. right. Can't you stand up, Jesus? Is he not? <laughs> he Uh-oh. Down. Springy Jesus is laying down on the job. Come on. So many Why years. is Jesus laying down? Don't be having Jesus <laughs> laying down. <laughs> I've had that thing for so long. Jesus, leave That's him alone. Jesus. <laughs> In any case, we shall be right back with our two with Reverend Tim. This is going to be great. Right back. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. You're belting it out over there. That's me singing. Mary Sandy. He's been practicing very hard. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Reverend Tim in studio with us. Reverend Tim Christopher. This is going to be an interesting hour because uh, we found out that uh, people actually can get along. I've never met Reverend Tim in person, so... uh, it was funny because when Catherine said we we're, were having Reverend Tim on, and he just told me about you know all the time you spent talking to Joe Souchere and all the rest of it, and and I said, oh, that ought to be that ought to be great. I just 
I, I love the fact that you're so honest about this. Did you grow up? Now, you said you grew up uh, with, a, with a stepfather and your mother and your stepfather in the house. Is that is that how you grew up? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So how, was it both of them? Was it one of them that said, just go out and tell the truth, no matter how bad people might take it? You were told to tell the truth by somebody. Yeah, my, my, my father. When... Um, my, my dad's a military man. Um, oh, okay. so I grew, right. I grew up on, um, Marine Corps bases. And one of the things, now this is 19, think, think about in 1970, Millington, uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Millington, Tennessee, down South, you got a white man that come in and falls in love with a, with a black woman. And he's willing to take her four black kids under his wing, love her and love them. Um, then we moved to, um, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, oh, uh, sure. on that base there. And as long as we were on the base, everything was fine. Anytime we go off the base, that's when we would have to divide up because <laughs> we would have to ha- we would have problems with the yeah. locals, you know, because my dad, like I said, my stepdad's white and they looking at him like, you know, hey, what are you doing with with that group there? And um, then, I mean, my dad just got to the point where he's going, you know, I don't I don't care. Um, this is my family, and and whatever happens, happens. So that's what he said. Just tell the truth. There's no reason for you. People, there's going to be people that's going to fall off. I understand right. that. That's no right. problem. And but just just tell the truth. So okay, I get in trouble for it, but I'm good. But you know how lucky you are that you were told to do that. I mean, you're it's it's painful, it's hard. There's no question about it. But you're a very lucky man. You were told to tell the truth because people will go, particularly Reverend Tim, to make money. They will lie like mad people to make a little money, and that disgusts me. I, I, I get disgusted by that. Money is just ugh. It's disgusting. Yeah, it it, it really is. It, it's crazy uh, what what people will do for a dollar, and I, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm learning that. Um, especially when it when it's in politics, you know. Especially oh. when, when when it's in in the black community, where I mean, people will, they they would literally cut you uh, for a dollar, you know. And you got you got pastors and brethren and preachers in the black community that will sell the whole community out for a dollar. That's that's just that, that's one of the biggest problems there is in the black community when people got going, okay, what's going on in the black community? Well, you got these here liberal Democrats that'll come in and buy a preacher, buy a whole church, mm. and he'll, they'll turn that church against everybody. And that, that's, that's what they preach. That, that's what happens. Why do they do that? I don't get it. Why? They can keep the vote. I mean, right now, Republicans, yeah, are, afraid, yep, Republicans yep. are afraid to go down to North Minneapolis because of that reason, because they realize that we can't go down here and, and make a difference because the Democrats come in here and buy all the votes. Mm-hmm. Hey, that, that's that a disgusting. It is. That's disgusting. It is. It it's, is. It's, ugh. it's not America. No, no. And, and the thing that, that, that makes me mad about it is, is they come in with the first thing that they'll, they'll come in and say, that other group over there is racist. They don't like you. And it is true. Don't trust your neighbor. Trust us. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's basically that's basically what happened. And and like I, I always tell people, people ask me, well, "What are you?" I say, "I'm me. I, I'm 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 a flat out. I, you know, if if you want to know, I'm I'm independent. I'll vote for anybody. I mean, my the first time I ever voted, I voted for Ronald Reagan because you know my dad's in the military and the Republicans take care of my daddy's paycheck. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my that was my honest first vote, and I voted Republicans for for a while there until they kind of start showing me total different side of them, and then I switched mm-hmm. over to Democrat. And I realized the Democrats just keep lying to me. So now, you know what? Whomever going to help build this country and is going to help turn things around, that's who get my vote. That is so amazing. That's exactly my life story. I started right. out as a Democrat because my mother was an ardent Democrat. And then later on, uh, because of exactly what you're talking about, I tried being a Republican. Didn't really care for that either. So now I'm stuck in the middle. But I like being stuck in the middle. It works for me. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, wor- it works for me, too, except for, you know, when I run up against my people who sit there and tell me that I'm a coon because I would well, vote for a Republican. Well, you know, oh, you, you, you tap dancing for them. I'm not tap dancing for anybody. God. You know, it's just like I said before. Uh, there wasn't one Democrat who stepped up and, and helped us pay gas to people who was taking the elderly from North Minneapolis to Robbinsdale to get their to get their medicine, to pick their medicine mm-hmm. up. We had to pay gas money for them to do that. But we got them there. Not one Democrat came in and asked us, do we need help or anything? It, th- and that's why I'm so sour on a lot of these here politicians, because yep. I, I saw it firsthand. I, I, I saw it in real time what a politician will do and what a politician won't do. I saw it in real time. You know, what's so funny about that, Reverend Tim, is the fact that I've been approached by by United States senators, by governors, by every every level. Um, and most of them, not all of them, but most of them, I'd say 95% of them, will come and want to meet me and sit down and talk to me and ask me if I would endorse them. And if I like them, I endorse them. And then I never heard from them again. It's disgusting what those people do. It's, it's flat out disgusting. No, definitely. I, I put together a whole round table. See, what people don't realize is, you know, people always say, well, oh, you, you're just a big mouth. You're just running around with a big mouth, right? <laughs> Me and too. right, <laughs> but what people don't realize is what I have done behind the scenes. I put together a table for uh, senators, Republican senators, and, Rep- and, and Republican House members. Put it put it together. Invited them to the church. Had them sit down to listen to the people. I've worked with many. Many. If I started naming a lot of the Republican lawmakers that I've I've worked with, I've talked mm-hmm. to, I've went to, and, and tried to make uh, uh, some type of, of of concession to to get them to understand, to get them to listen to what's going on in the community. Uh, you would be shocked. I I just had a meeting with um, Tony Albright uh, out of a mm-hmm. uh, Prior Lake. You know, we sat down and was talking about that video. That came out of that 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 one little girl being overly overtly racist. Um, we we sat out and talk about that behind the scenes. I do a lot, and I, I work with a lot of people, and I deal with a lot of people. Everybody got mad at at Scott Jensen because Scott Scott Jensen started talking about the black community. Well, where do you think he got that from? Yeah, you, you think he did that on his own? You, you, <laughs> do you really think these Republicans are finally talking about? the black community by themselves. I mean, think about it. They, they're getting mm-hmm. it from somewhere, right? Right. Okay, I'm just saying. No, you're absolutely right about that. I, I just, do you, you must get some pretty solid support, though, in North Minneapolis from people. I mean, you're out there on your own uh, a lot, no question, and you stand there like a man. You've learned that from your family. 
But there got to be a lot of people supporting you as well, aren't there? Yeah, you know, I work with other organizations. Um, you oh, know, okay. like a mother's love. I don't know if you guys ever heard, yeah, heard of yep, well, absolutely. I, I work yep. with her and I, we do a lot. And that's what people don't, like I said, I don't put out everything that we do. Um, but uh, I, I work with very, very close with Lisa, with Lisa Clemens, with the mother love. Um, yep, a lot yep. of those, like those, I, I, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, those babies that were shot, the three babies that were shot. Yeah. Um, was at the at the hospital, uh, praying with the with the family, and my organizations, um, Shepherd's Works, uh, made sure that those families had enough money to be able to sit in that hospital where they can order Uber and they don't ever have to leave that hospital to leave their baby. That that's what my organization did. Um, the 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 kid who just got shot was shot a while back here. Um, that was trying to stop the carjacker. They shot. Right. He got shot yeah. and died. My wife. Yep. My wife sat with that mother for I don't oh, know how long, God. and they just hugged each other forever. I didn't think they ever was going to let each other go. We went and and made a concession to that family also. So there's a lot of things that I do in the community, and a lot of people that I work with in the community. I just don't put it all out there. I'm working with a young mm. man right now. That we're we're trying to put together classes so we can teach some of these young black women what a scrub purchase is. A lot of these guns that are on the streets right now, the, the these boneheads decide to get their girlfriend to buy these guns yep. and give it oh, to them, yeah. and then they go commit a crime, and then she catches a case for it. So oh. what we're doing right now, <laughs> oh, yeah, that that's exactly what happens, Tom. So what oh. we're what I'm doing right now is I'm putting together. I've got two young men that I'm working with. One that I'm I'm paying out of my pocket to get him to be a certified gun instructor. So once he's an instructor, he's going to work with, with another young man that I've got who's doing going to be putting these classes together. And we're going to get these young women, black women, into the uh, building that if uh, the, the mayor would, would finally open the door and talk to me, which he's afraid of me. But anyway, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> If, love it. if he can open the door and give me a building so I can start teaching these young women what a scrawl purchase is so they're not out here buying guns for their boyfriend fresh out of prison and then he's going to go shoot somebody. See, people don't – there's a lot of things, Tom, that I do that people don't realize yeah. what I do. I, I'll just put it that way. But I, I, the amazing thing to me is, and I, I suppose love is love or whatever, but how the women get talked into it in the first place, I do not understand. Uh, is part of it because they want to believe, they understand, and they really don't? And then I better go get him this gun. Hey, he has to know how, what I think of him. He has to know that I really, really like him a lot or love him or whatever it is. Uh, do they talk themselves into this? What happens there? No, um, what they think is just a gift. It's, it's like... And going oh, out and okay. buying a golf club for you know if my my, my oh, boyfriend okay. wants a golf club right if Catherine want to buy you a golf club she go buy you a golf club give you a go give you give you a golf club or if she's smart she'll get you a Packers sweatshirt but that's <laughs> that's a oh salt in the wound <laughs> right right so that's pretty much what it is they don't they don't realize Tom what 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 the revocations are if they go and they buy these firearms for these guys and they get, they don't know that a felon should not ha be, is not allowed. The, the thing about the black community is we're so far behind when it comes to guns, guns, right guns, laws that 
Nobody really know. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to bring the black community up to speed when it comes to gun laws, what you can and cannot do. I had to stop a group of kids, a group of guys walking around, calling themselves, you know, being protectors of the people who are marching. I go check their firearms. Every single one of everything they was doing down there was a violation. So I had to turn all of that stuff around and teach them exactly what you can and cannot do when you are carrying your firearm. Right. You know, right. It, it was like when I put together, because I put together a, a group of guys when the rioting first broke out. And they was talking about, you know, white supremacists was coming in in the neighborhood and they're breaking this and breaking that. I put together a group of six guys. We walked the streets of Minneapolis for two nights. Two nights. And one of the things that I said that I only want people with me who are licensed, who has insurance. Half of the, the, the black people who run around there, they ain't licensed. They ain't got no right. insurance. Right. So I've got to teach them how important it is for them to be licensed, for them to have insurance. You, you can't just walk around with a gun just to be walking around because it's cool. That's not what this is about. Right. Yeah, there's no question about it. Reverend Tim, I need you to explain something to my wife, my son, and my daughter. My the son and daughter are there. My wife is there next to me. That I, I do think they understand, but a lot of people don't. When I'm walking along, like, like let's say the four of us be walking along when they were little kids, and and you know some people would be coming the other way, they would notice that I'd get very rigid, and I would literally lean my head back and. and they kind of looked at me like, what's the matter? What, what's wrong here? And I didn't even know this at the time, Reverend Tim, that, that I, because I grew up where I grew up, that whole thing was kind of me standing at my front door going, you're not getting in this house. It ain't going to happen, so don't even try coming in here. And when I'm walking down the street, it's with my family, that's my house too, and you are not going to bother my family. It's not going to happen. I mean, you could explain that to them, I would think, can't you? Oh, uh, sure. Uh, no, hey, don't get me wrong. It's not just you, Tom. Don't don't look at it no, in no. a way. No, I know. You know, I do the same thing, sir. I yep. mean, when when I'm with my when I'm with my wife and my grandson, and and I'm walking in certain parts of like when when I go get my <laughs> I, yep. I I go out to the parking lot of the church just to to get my wife and my grandson out of the car. I, I'm feeling the same way, dude. You if you me, you can mess with me all you want. You know, I yep. take it. Yep. But if you ever think about putting your hands on my wife or my grandson, that will be the last time. And, and I know. And, I, and let, let, let me say this here, because it's I true. always get accused of talking about, you know, I'm, I'm a preacher. Everybody love to throw that in my face. Oh, you're a man of faith. You're a man of God. Let, let, let me let me let me make sure I, I say this again. I'm not right. promoting violence. No, 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 no. Not at but all. But let's let's make we also understand this here. If you don't want this, don't come mess with this. That's yeah. all I got to say about that. Just leave me alone. I, I don't bother people. I, I don't bother people unless you come to me and say, I need your help or I need something from you. You know, I don't bother you. I don't walk up to you and go, hey, I want trouble. You look like you're a troubled youth and, and you want to carjack me. Here, can you, <laughs> can you come carjack me? I don't bother nobody, my friend. Right, you know? right. But I'm like you. If I'm walking down the street and I got my family with me, and all of a sudden I see some people that I go, mmm, coming at right. me. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I'm, I'm, yep. I'm, 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 now it's, it's time for me to be, I, I've got to be the guardian because 
they are important to me. So I understand that that's all it is. It had nothing to do with color. It, it, nope. if you Just nope. like you said, because you come from that era, Tom, come from that area, you know what it feels like when you get around somebody that's not right. Correct? Uh, there's no, Catherine once at a, at a party many, many years ago, she said, here's my impression of Tom when he suspects that somebody's going to mess with his family. First of all, he stands straight up. He stand, instead of being kind of bent over walking, you stand straight up. You lean your shoulders back. You lean your head forward, and if you're really angry and about to go after somebody, you start bobbing your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Richard Pryor, you know, remember Richard Pryor was doing that? And, and, that's right. You forgot about the hackles. The hackles. Oh, the hackles. Yeah, 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 tell them about the hackles. Yeah, What's the that? hair on the back of your your neck will actually oh, stand up. Oh, yeah. So what you're saying you're is really really basically a silverback gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yes, even deny yes, it. Yes, I would say that's about it. Okay. <laughs> yep. well, you could grab a tree very, and shake it real hard, he would. They're actually very exactly. peaceful. So, you know, they don't want to get in fights. They'll just fight back. So, no, but they stand you know, up. It is a perfect analogy. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Well, then I'm then put me down as one of them, too. I'm a silverback gorilla. Because I, I tell you. <laughs> you and me, you right? and me are related. There yeah, you go. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, mess with me all you want. I, I, I don't care. Yeah, but, yeah. But God gave me them two for a reason. And he gave them to me for me. I mean, we are built as men. Think about it for a second. As men, we are built to protect what God gave us. Yeah. We, 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 yep. were, we were yep. made for this. He literally made, not only that, but he had us practice it before he gave you Catherine. He had to practice it before he gave you your kids. So you better be good at what God gave you to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. God, it's so nice to talk to someone who, who understands. And then look, everybody in that room with you are very, very good friends. I, I Family members, I love them dearly. But but to actually talk to someone who knows exactly what I'm going to say before I even say it, <laughs> right? I like that a lot, Reverend. I really do. No, like I said, I I, I appreciate I appreciate this this time that you guys have, have definitely oh, given me. Yeah. And like I said, Catherine and I we've followed each other and bounced off one another, you know. <laughs> and I finally just started just I just said, you know what? I'm just going to ask. If she says no, she says no. That that's fine. I can keep moving on. No big deal, you know. Uh, I've, I've been listening to you for years and, and I Thank just caught him when I got back on Twitter, cause my son actually did this whole thing. I had zero clue. I was over on Facebook, just doing my own thing and my son. And then after that video I did, uh, at the house went viral. My son's like, we got to get you on Twitter. I'm sitting there <laughs> go, what's a Twitter? I didn't even know what a tweet was. I didn't know what any of that stuff was. I, I had zero clue. I was still off in my own space. And then, yeah, and I jumped on here. And then I found your old iCarves. And uh, I, I was listening to listening to those, too. So I'm a fan, man. Just just know that. I am well, I am a fan. Well, you got a fan now, I'll tell you that, just sitting here talking. Like I said, there are not that many people like us out in the world that know what that's like. Uh, Like, I don't know what it's like to live on the south side of Chicago. I don't know what that's like at all. I do know what it's like to live in North Minneapolis, though. Mm -hmm. And now I just met a man who knows exactly what I'm talking about. I, I love that stuff. I really do. And you know, in 1967, 68, when they burned Plymouth Avenue to the ground... How sad that made me. It made me extremely. I loved Plymouth Avenue as a kid going up and down Saul's Superettes. And I mean, my father worked at uh, at the corner of Fifth and, and, uh, and Plymouth. At, 
at a printing press company. I mean, that that was our neighborhood, St. Joseph's Parish, then St. Anne's up there on 26th and Queen when we moved up into that area. I was a nice little Catholic boy, tried to do my best. Just leave me alone. Don't come <laughs> around bothering me. Do not bother my mother. You know, my father was gone. He was institutionalized when I was a kid. <laughs> so it was, you know, protecting my mother. Although... I don't know that I could have protected my mother. She could probably whip my ass anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it was one of those deals. But it's just nice to have a conversation with someone. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Right, right. I mean, you, you, like I said, you you was over there. So you you understand that whole thing when I tell people that when when someone comes up to me asking me for help or someone just comes up to me being nosy, wanting to know what am I doing, I've got to be able to pick up on that, pick up on their vibe that sure. quick. So you understand what I'm saying when I say that. I that, absolutely that you, you, do. You, you got to know what's going on. You you you, you got to know when to turn into that silverback and when not to turn into that silverback. <laughs> that's, that, that, exactly that's pretty much it, what it comes down to. And, and and you can't be. And the thing about it is, you can't be wrong. You you gotta be right, right. these days. No, you're right. Uh, the way things going. And and you you know you was talking about your your, your mom. I'm the same way with my mom. My mom, my mom is like five four, little bitty woman, but mm-hmm. she she's hell on wheels, man. I, I tell you, my mom <laughs> ruled the house. Love she it. literally ruled. My my father's a drill sergeant, and people would always say, you know, wow, your dad is this and your dad. I wasn't afraid of my dad. My dad was my right. dad. If you knew my dad, my dad is a cuddly bear. Now my oh. mom had no problem <laughs> in whatever she had in her hand. You can hear it coming when she told you to do something and you didn't do it. No, no, Irma, Irma Hodges had no problem with putting a put putting a foot up your butt, and she would do it really, really quick. And that's what the problem is today. You know, some yeah, of these kids, yeah. Tom, today, they, their parents are afraid of them. Mm-hmm. I would never in my life ever even think about saying some of the things to my mom that I hear some of these kids say because she would knock me out. I would be waking up two weeks later and she'd be like, do it again. I'd be like, well, aren't you going to welcome me back? She goes, no, do it again. I know exactly right? what you're talking about. Yeah. Boy, I wish we could go back break. to those days. Right. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. Need to get get your ass kicked. I said we we need some Irma jeans out in the world, and the problem is we don't have enough Irma jeans because you got you, you know these kids got these one eight hundred numbers. It's like I tell my boys, look, I'm the champion in this house, and anytime Ooh. you want to take this belt, let me know because we can move some furniture. I have no problem. My boys know it. I I, I don't I don't play. I didn't have time. I had Love zero it. time. I'm working two, three jobs trying to make a living, and then you're going to be out in the streets acting a fool? No, we, we, we didn't play that in my house. Nope. We, we did nope. not play that. Here's the deal. My wife and I have been married now for 33 years. Oh, and, congratulations. And, 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 and it, it, it has not been easy. There was times we rolled pennies. And you remember when back in the day you had to put 50 cents in this little bitty sleeve, right, to turn it into the bank the 50, mm-hmm. with penny, 50 pennies in this little sleeve. To yep, turn that into yep. the bank. We rolled pennies on many nights, man, just to eat. And you think I'm going to be out here busting my butt and my kids going to be out here carjacking, assaulting people, beating up the elderly and all this here, and I'm going to sit back and let it happen? I will knock them boys to Mars and then go get them from there <laughs> and knock them back to Earth. 
<laughs> I love it. I, I we'll take a very quick you. break. We'll be back in about two, three minutes. One more segment with uh, the Reverend. God, how great it is having you in studio. No doubt about it. I'm glad, Dave. I'm glad you're here today, too. Me Absolutely. Too. <laughs> we shall be right back. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. It's Tom, and for months I've been telling you about my success with Profile. You know about that. I haven't done it alone, of course. My Profile coach, Haley, has been with me every step of the way. She's there for me to celebrate my success and encourage me when I've struggled, and we all struggle, you know that. She is truly my secret weapon. If you or someone you know is passionate about helping others lose weight and feel better, the good folks at Profile want to meet you. Profile offers competitive compensation, benefits, a 401k match, flexible work schedules, and a sign-on bonus. Not a health coach already? Well, don't worry. Profile pays for your training and health coach certification. What about that action? So what are you waiting for? Visit ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities for a location near you. That's ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities or find them on Indeed under Profile by Sanford. Profile. Transforming lives like mine, one relationship at a time. Hello. We are back. What a play in the music. I was like, I don't want to listen to the music. I was distracted by something shiny. Yes, I was distracted by something shiny. That's <laughs> the dulcet exactly tones right. of Rick Lindy. <laughs> Rick Lindy. Uh, so like, we have like, a question from a listener. Uh, they want to hear about your church. Ooh, love it. Oh, okay. Berean Missionary Baptist Church. Um, we're, we are under uh, Pastor Charles Ford. Uh, we're right there on Lindell and 30th uh, in North Minneapolis there. I've been there since 1996. I've been in and out of church. You know, I've... Uh, Went to church and uh, a broken man, and um, can't sit here and say that it worked the first time. Can't sit here and say it worked the second time. I'm definitely not going to say it worked the third time, but it got me somewhere. <laughs> somewhere in there. Eventually, it's still, you know. It, it, <laughs> it's still working on me, too. Still working on me. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we started at 11 o'clock. Matter of fact, this coming up Sunday, Saturday, uh, at three o'clock is start our countdown. My pastor is stepping down, so we, we're going to be having a a um, ceremony for him on Saturday, okay. and then Sunday will be the associate preachers, which is us. We're going to be preaching uh, Sunday at um, at eleven o'clock. So if you want to hear me preach this Sunday, and but I I will be I'll be in the pulpit uh, by myself 
on the fourth Sunday. I preach the fourth Sunday of this month. So if you want to hear some preaching, uh, I'm also going to get back to doing my uh, on Twitter. Uh, I have a little um, Sunday morning, 30 minute um, giving the word on that. I got to get back to that. But my my pastor Kay, it has um, dementia. And so we all had to come together to to help him because he saved a lot of people in the church. And so I, I cut sat, sat, sat Sundays off because I'm usually on Sunday mornings from from nine thirty to ten thirty. So I had to cut that off to be able to go in to help do some of the things to to get the church ready uh, that he can't do anymore. But I'm going to get back to that. But as far as my uh, church go, it's Perrin Missionary Baptist Church. It's on Lindell and 30th. Um, our service starts at 11 o'clock. And, and you're coming to, uh, don't forget, you're coming to a black church. So we're we in church for a minute. We'll be, we'll be in there from usually from 11 to probably about uh, 1.30. So, you, okay. so just, just, just letting you know, don't, don't come in and think you're going to be there for 15 minutes. <laughs> it's not one of those deals. Huh? It's not one of them deals. We're we there for a little bit. There's another church down just south of Plymouth Avenue on Logan has a, a female minister, and I go. Uh, I went to that church a couple of times. Had a really really nice time just sitting in there. Uh, I witnessed something in that thing. It was it was hard to. They went out and got homeless people off the streets in downtown Minneapolis and brought them to the church so they could, after the service, they could feed them. You know, have a lunch. Right, and it's a black church. I, I was one of, I think, well, other than a couple of the homeless people, I was I was the only white guy who wasn't homeless <laughs> in the church that day. Right, uh, but I'm sitting there watching this whole thing, and there was one guy. Really, you could just tell the guy was drug-addled and a big drinker, and he just he, he was just a damaged human being. You could just tell by looking in his eyes and all the rest of it. And they offered communion, and I will never forget the minister. She went and got him because he didn't want to do it. He was embarrassed, and he didn't want to go up in front of the crowd. He just was he was afraid, absolutely. And she went up and put her arm around his shoulders, took him up out of his chair, and walked him up to the altar. He started bawling, man. I'm tearing up. It was tough. Reverend Tim, that was a hard thing. <laughs> and it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I've, I've had I've had a few of those moments when uh, I'm I'm out on the streets and I'm talking to someone and they're telling me about their life and things like that and they just break down and and, mm -hmm. and start crying and that, and that that's one of the things that I always tell people when you know when they're talking about you know we need to this and we need to that and I always right. say you you got to be there to experience someone coming out of. Of, of a bad situation you know it's like when we my foundation which is shepherdsworksmn.org uh, what we do tom is we go out uh, and we feed people uh we give them care bags i mean that that's what my wife and i did for uh christmas eve that's how we spent christmas eve out oh, that's um, giving giving out the care bags uh to the homeless people um all christmas eve during our deliveries but no i understand what you're saying it, it, it is hard and I've I've gotten to the point now where I I don't suppress that, but I know right. that that God has made me strong enough to be able to listen to other people's cares and worries and their hurts and their pains, and to be able to soak that in to be able to give them an answer to something. the The, the hardest thing that I ever had to 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 do um, is when there was a young kid that was shot right there on Knox. He was on the phone with his mother, and mm -hmm. during a drive by. He was shot in the head before he even hit the ground. He was dead. 
So that family, uh, we took that family in and took care of their whole Christmas. This was two years, a year ago, last year. But the grandmother, when we was over there talking to the mom and the family and, and everybody was crying and we were all crying, the grandmother said something to me that stuck with me. She goes, I don't think anybody knows what it feels to feel gutted. And yeah. she yeah. was saying that about her kid, who her grandson, who right before Christmas will never walk to the door. That That's what made me start saying, Tom, that I don't care what anybody says anymore. You can call me what you want. You can put me down. You can get on Twitter and, and, t- and tell people I'm this and I'm that. But until you've walked in my shoes and felt what that grandma felt like, and, and, yep. and don't, don't, don't even try me. That, that's why I say I'll take the cross off real quick, and well, we, can, we, we can go at it. That's one of the things I, I I love about your Twitter page is because you call out politicians. It's like, what about these kids? Why yeah. isn't anyone talking about these kids? Why is no one here helping this community? All right. You know, the, the Democrats don't want to do it because they think they got the vote all wrapped up. The Republicans yes. don't yes. want to do it because they, they sit there and go, well, why should we do it? We all live out in the suburbs. Well, all of a sudden, uh, all, all this crime. Now, if you go back, if you ever watched the video that I did, uh, three years ago, when I warned some of these here Republicans out here in La La Land that it was coming out to see them, th- I, I'd already told them it was coming out there because they was using the, the, the trains now. The trains are being right. used mm-hmm. to deliver drugs. And, and if yep. y'all don't know that, you about to be ready for a serious, serious situation. Because like I said, they're not building the, these, these care facilities in North Minneapolis. They're building them all out, all, all out here. So, so these drug addicts can go, go to these, these, these places out here for a reason. So people need to st- just, just to wake up for five seconds and stop going, well, the crime's not here. I don't have nothing to worry about it. And I've called out these here Republicans because you know what? Their voices are needed. People are saying, well, they don't have her. There's nothing they can do. Yeah, there's a lot of they can do. There's a lot they can do. Exactly what they're doing now, because the crime is at your doorstep, they should have been doing that a long time ago. But they waited until the crime got to the doorstep. I called out Melissa, Melissa Hortman uh, in Coon Rapids two years ago when she was running around lying to a group of elderly white people saying crime, the crime rate is down. The crime rate. Oh, she lied. Man. I called her out in her town hall meeting, period. Went to the town hall meeting and let let everybody in the in the in the, in the room know she's lying to you, period. Well, hey, if they don't record the crime, then the crime rate goes down, right? So thank you very much. <laughs> he, he, boom, bingo, there you go. Yeah. I've been paying a lot of attention to what's been going on. Uh, I just had a son three months, two months, two months. <laughs> So, two months tomorrow. I can't two months even remember. Daddy of the year. Newborns usually, especially your second one. I don't know. I feel like your first one, especially as a mom, you're like, he's three weeks and two days and four hours old. And then the second one, I'm like, I don't know, around six some, months. I don't some remember. Age. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, we started, we're starting a family. We're basically, we bought our first real house recently. We had one before that, but then we ended up moving out of that, but. Yeah, I've been paying a lot of attention to what's been going on in the state and how policies are affecting things and the things that people are saying, like, you know, there is no crime, there, is, there are no mm-hmm. issues, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And if you look at the official statistics, that's what it shows. It shows that everything's way down. 
But that is because it's showing arrests, convictions, that kind of thing, which they just don't do anymore. That's right. So what you have to look at is homicides, because they can't bury those. No, you know, a homicide's true. a homicide. <laughs> homicide's going up, that's a good indicator that all crime is going up. That, that's how they that's how they that's how they run it you know uh Choi don't want to do his job uh so he decides that you know i i don't care you're a carjacker go ahead and jack a car and what we're going to do is we'll just let you go because yep. you know yeah. no one right. got hurt right so that teaches these kids hey look at this i i got away for free yeah. no repercussions right but exactly yeah. just like what you was talking you know about what though it's 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 become this strange dichotomy that it's you want to address the crime, but there's this volatility now in law enforcement and with both the black and white and Asian communities that how do you re- how do you react and put the fear of God into a criminal so that they don't do these type of things, but then not create new havoc? You know, we were talking during the break, Reverend, that, you know, there's not enough accountability anymore. Nobody's right. held to the fire for doing right. stupid things. And... Truthfully, the police, and this is no slam on them, they aren't trained properly on how to deal with the – they're not social workers. That's right. Right? They're, they're law enforcement, and then they are – you know, uh, they're not trained properly to do a lot of what needs to be done in delicate situations mm-hmm. and dealing with uh, environments they're not familiar with. And it gets – in. I, I can see from both sides it's got to be a really hard dynamic because – you want to crack down. You want to make places safer. You want to make things better, but you also don't want to incite more problems or give perceptions that a certain race or um, social economic group might be behind a lot of the crime that's going on in those areas. Well, it's what? easier to sweep it under the carpet, right, and then just yeah. try to deal with it on the face value. That's right. You know. That's right. But you know, right now, I mean. I, I don't mind. I don't mind calling it what it is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of black youth that are out there causing trouble. Let 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 let's call it what it is. I I, I don't mince my words. And if the black community want to come at me, bring it on. But prove <laughs> me wrong. That, that, what I'm saying is prove prove me wrong in what I'm saying. But then I can say that because I'm out in the streets right. trying to help mm-hmm. what's going on and trying to make amends. To some of the people, for some of the people who have been um, beat up or hurt by some of these here, uh, I, I, I'm I'm looking for the the elderly woman that was knocked down by the young by by the little young criminal who who hurt her, to to be able to, to sit down with her, to pray with her, to 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 see what I can do to help her get through this, mm-hmm. you know. So it's not just the, the victims or or the, the people who are causing this. We're out to help make better what's going on out here today and at the end of the day when we look at it right now in the black community it is the 18 and down young black males who are out here doing things that they know is wrong they realize it's wrong and here's another thing there are parents who know 
their kids are out here doing this. Because if the school know that he's a bad kid, if the police know he's a bad kid, if the neighborhood grocery store owner knows he's a bad kid, if the neighbor knows he's a bad kid, then what I ask these parents to do when I talk to them is come to us. Let us let us do something to help you with this kid. Let, let us get him into some type of program to help him out. Bring him to me and let me see what I can do for him. I just, I just got a. If you go on my web, on our web page, you will see a gang member. He was a gang member. We got him out of the game, put him in a suit, got him into a, a, a schooling, and one of uh, who I call everybody who follows me, I call him Fam. One of the guys who follows me was is owns a plumbing shop. Is a plumber. This kid now works for him. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. That's fabulous. You understand what I'm saying? I do. I, I, I'm here to try to make sure that every kid gets some type of opportunity just like I got. I, I, I love my house. I love my fence. I love my dog. I love my wife. I love my yard. I love cutting my grass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I go out and, 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 yeah. and, and love the things that I built on my own. I didn't ask anybody for help. And that is another thing that I try to get these young kids to understand. Yeah, these people are going to teach you to be a victim because they want you to vote for them. But you're not a victim. And what people, another thing people don't understand is black people are a conservative group of people we really oh, absolutely are. right Tom? absolutely look, look, look at what we did to to places like Tosla, oklahoma right yep. until a bunch yep. of thugs came in and broke that down look at what we did to redwood florida go go look at what we did to wilmington north carolina to all of those places that we built on our own without any help from anybody but yet you get the democrats who sit there and go well we let them go uh, they can go vote for somebody else, and we don't get to vote. So let's keep feeding them with these programs. I wish somebody would go to Mayor Fry and say, add up every dime that, that has been given to North Minneapolis. I want to know. I want to see it on the sheet. Yeah. He couldn't do it. They pumped so much money into that community, and look at what's happened. It's a dump down there. Let's call it what it is, man. Yeah, because, yeah. it well, like the Bible, you're not teaching the people to fish. You're just giving them the fish. Mm-hmm. There's no exactly. dynamic. And, you know, to address the one case, it's not just a black thing or or a, a racially cited thing. Kids in general, and I don't mean to sound like the old man shaking his fist on the porch with you, right? But it, it, <laughs> kids in general from 19 down. Yeah are just dicks nowadays. Mm-hmm. There is no responsibility. <laughs> there is no respect. He can say that. I get it. No, I'm saying <laughs> but thank you. across the board. There is the, the level, yeah. and, and we have been swept out as parents, uh, and we're told, oh, no, you're still, no, you're not allowed to effectively punish children because if you send them to bed without dinner and they complain at school you've got dcfs knocking on your door if you raise a hand to your child not to beat them but to give them a good swat on the ass to get their attention and say this is not acceptable you've got dcfs and that's that's affecting parents across the Mm -hmm. board we're ineffectual in the way that we're able to do it uh and and i hate the pinning of a victimization but even parents now are victims of their own children because the kids are told if you have a problem at home, just come tell us at school and yep. without we'll getting any kind of yeah. deal. Yeah. And the only one good thing I did see was in Brooklyn or in um, uh, Egan, uh, my daughter got mouthy one day. 
and she didn't like that I wasn't going to let her out of her bedroom. So she called the police on me. Oh, and I went into God. the garage and I'm sweeping to calm down. And my other two kids are sitting in the garage on the stair watching. They could see the lava bubbling. The cop pulls up and he, he comes walking up to me and he goes, uh, we got a report that, uh, I won't say which daughter, but that a young girl called here that you're keeping her trapped in her room. And I said, yes, I am. And he goes, why? And I said, because I told her to clean and she can't leave before, he, before she does. And he goes, are you kidding me? And I said, no. And he looked at my other two kids. He goes, is that what happened? And they both nodded. And he goes, let me talk to her. No. So the cop goes into the room with my daughter. My son skitters into his room so he can listen through the door. And the cop basically said, let me get this straight. There are people being shot, murdered, hit, and right. all kinds of problems. Yeah. And you didn't want to clean your goddamn room. <laughs> and, and you called the police. And he said, I will bring you in next time. Thank you. And, and that was great because it, that was the first time. And she's like, well, he's not allowed to hit me. He goes, he's your father. He should spank your ass. This is not the way to act. And I thought, this is great. This is something that gave her a little glint of the real world. But, man, I honestly believe, Reverend, that the generation right now that's even uh, I would go 21 and lower okay. is in for a massive culture shock when they get in the real world and realize they can't talk to bosses, coworkers, or right. anybody the way that they do to their own family. I dig you. When there's no respect for your family, how can you respect yourself or other people? I dig you. I, I remember one around. time, I think Andy threatened me with calling the cops because I was making him do something he didn't Andy. want to do. I think it was Andy. And I'm like, go ahead and call the cops. I'd love to go to jail and get a rest around here. <laughs> get a little sleep. That is one thing. Is everyone sleep. thinks it's like if you're mildly inconvenienced, the first thing to do is call the cops. And I don't yeah, know where that came from. Yeah. It's very strange. Protect and serve. That's yeah. What, you know. Yeah. I know, but it's like, I don't know, the cops aren't there to make sure your dad is nice to you because you don't want to clean your room. But she got that idea somewhere that that's what you do is you call the yeah. cops because, you know, someone's being slightly mean to you. It's like, I don't know. Well, Reverend Tim, I love the fact that you, you said that, you know, you like your yard, you like your fence, you like your family. My dad took me out in the front yard when one of our neighbor's houses got toilet papered and egged. And he looked at it and he pointed and he said, who did that? And I said, I don't know. And he goes, I'll tell you who did that. Whoever did that was paying somebody that lives in that house back for something they did to them. And he goes, that's not your buddy's house. That's your buddy's parents' house. And he goes, now look yeah. at our yard. Yep. We get toilet papered. We get egged. I'm going to kick your ass. Thank you. Because that means you <laughs> piss somebody off. And, and, man, our house got toilet papered once. I was up at the crack of dawn cleaning it before my dad woke up. So that, <laughs> exactly. And I hadn't done it. It was unprovoked because kids are just kids, right? Yeah. But, but I got his gist. This is about respect. And we all need to come together and just yes. learn respect across the board. People want that leg up. No matter what race, sexual uh, proclivity, whatever, they want to leg up. Start showing respect to each other. That's how you get the leg up. Not needing a yep. handout, not needing somebody yep. to lift you, but you lift yourself by just being respectful to you, yourself, and the people that you're around. And that's where it starts. And, and when you don't have that self-respect, there's no way this, we're going to turn this thing around. There you go. And I'm glad that there are people like you out there preaching this teaching and giving people the skills to to climb up instead of just, yeah, you are a poor, miserable son of a bitch. That sucks. Oh, man, we should get some help for you this way instead of teaching them how to help themselves, getting them into the suit, getting them into the job and showing them this is what it feels like 
to be accomplished. That's amazing. And yeah. I applaud your efforts and work in that. No, I got a lot no. to make up for. Y'all think, you know, the, the person who's sitting here was like this here from day one. Uh, that's just not true. I mean, I was a broken fool. I mean, I did things that that my wife should have walked out the door on me, um, that the church should have booted me to the curb, that my friends shouldn't have even been around me. But, you know, there comes a time in everybody's life that especially when you're as down as I was, I mean, when the devil is telling you to get away from him, then you know you, you're wrong. Because I was trying to out-devil the devil, you know, at the, at the hey, end Tim, of the day. back off, man. Exactly. You're freaking me out. And he wouldn't even answer my calls anymore. He told me, you need to go see God, dude. <laughs> you and I, we get can't hang out. Right, right. You, you get me in trouble. Oh, it's you like know? the drug dealer telling you to come clean. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, look, I, I, I've got, you know, I, I just look at it that way, man. I, I've got a lot to make up for. And I'm not leaving here without making some type of uh, of, of right to the wrongs that I have done. Um, it took a lot for my wife and for my, my pastor to get me to where I'm at today. And I, I owe it to my wife. I mean, she stuck in there when things were just... I mean, any other woman would have left. But, man, she just said, you know what? I said, better for worse, I'm going to stick this thing out with you. I'm going to fight through this with you. You know, whether you're driving drunk. And uh, I should have had Hutch driving. But anyway. Oh! Whether whether you're driving drunk or whether, you know, you're you're, you're high on something or you're doing this or doing that. She, I mean, this woman... She's just amazing, you know, and if it wasn't for her and if it wasn't for my pastor, you wouldn't see this person sitting next to you talking the way that I talk. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. and I and, and, and the thing about it is, is I had kids at the time, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. uh, when I was going through the things that I was going through. And it was just like my 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 biological father. My biological father died before he was 40 because he was an alcoholic. And um, um, and I was just turning into him. I was rude. I was mean. I didn't care about things at certain times. You know, um, you get into that funk where you just can't bring yourself up, you know, and you just hate things and you don't want to go to work. You don't want to get out of bed. You're losing jobs. You're losing money, you know. But, man, she just stuck with me. And because of that, I've, I realized that I've got to be a good person for somebody else because she was a good person and my, my pastor was a good person to me. So I'm going to help as many people as I can. And I'm going to say whatever I want to say if it's right. You know, if it's wrong, I keep my mouth shut. But it, but I'm, I'm not going to say I've been right, but prove me wrong. That's all. I, that's what I say to people. But just prove yep. me wrong. You know, you know, you're never getting rid of us now. Oh. Reverend, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> You're never getting rid of us now. You're going to have to be coming back. Let me close with this, because I've been thinking about this the whole time you guys have been talking. That church I was talking about down on Logan and just south of Plymouth Avenue, after that service was over and all the homeless people were fed and all the rest of it, I left. Now, you have to understand something. I didn't give these people at this church anything. I didn't bring a bunch of money over. Or I didn't do this. I, didn't. I just went over and watched the service, because I was invited to do it. And when I left, there were 10 people who worked at that church. Um, And they were all standing by the front door. And as I left, all 10 of them gave me a hug and said, we just appreciate the fact that you came and supported us. That's how I want to close this. People got to stop with this. We all hate one another. And everybody, oh, my God, it's just horrible. We do not all hate one another. These people were about nothing but love, and it was wonderful. All right, well, that's awesome. Well, I, I like again. I, I appreciate you guys having me. You know, um, I 
Joe Joe calls me up whenever he he, he has something that he needs to get out there. Um, mm-hmm. lo- love those guys that that's over on that side. So oh, yeah. I'll open oh, yeah. that door to you too, man. If, All right, you you're know? never you're gonna get sick of us. Now. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna get sick of us. That'll never happen. Reverend thank you for your time, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you very much, and you have a good day there, Catherine. Thank you. You too. <laughs> That'll do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.